I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode on the Celtic Now and for our podcast. My name is Ryan Crawford, and today we're joined on the panel by John Crawford and Robert Boyle. Robert, how you doing, mate? Okay, Ryan, good. Yourself? Uh, not bad, mate. And yourself, John? Good, how are you doing, lads? Um, obviously, we're saying we're all right, and we're all no. After today's disappointing result against Limiston, uh, nothing each drop, Celtic Park, and our two points dropped. Uh, obviously, John, it's not really a good time to talk about Celtic, but your first thoughts after the game? It was everything I expected it to be, to be honest with you. My dad said, I didn't think Celtic would win. They wouldn't score a goal because there's nothing up top. Just as expected. What's your thoughts, Robert? Aye, John. Um, I thought the the team was wrong for the start. I thought it was quite... Not that you can pick from many players. I just thought the boy Walsh didn't deserve to be dropped at the centre-halves. I thought he played no bad the other night. Um, I found it very strange about Beaton back in for Welsh. I found it very strange they brought boy Scott Robertson back for his loan spell because he was doing well down in England. They bring him back thinking, right, he's going to play, but well, no bad in the midfield area. They don't play the guy sitting on a bench, which then his development's then getting held back because we broke back his loan spell. Very, very strange decisions um, from the club as we're now expecting on a day-to-day basis. Um, I thought I slow, very easy to play against, no strikers, nobody to hold the block. Just what we spoke about our night, John, the exact same as what we thought was going to happen, happened. Livingston was a better team. Aye, Livingston will be raging. Livingston dropped two points today, as far as I'm concerned. They'll be, they'll be getting back up the road, disappointed. I agree with you, John. There's nothing, I don't know what else to say. We, we predicted it, and we've seen it through our night that we're not a great team Squad-wise, um, we just don't seem to... We're dead easy to play against, as far as I can see. We just, I know it's a disappointed squad, but there's international players out there today um, we've spied a lot of money for. We should be still be able to turn their Livingston in my own eyes. Absolutely, aye. It's very, I think it's very frustrating that we all think as well that we've got this massive squad and... Maybe we've no, as you say, Robert, maybe we've actually no got the squad we think we have. Um, but for me, it's just, as you say, you've got international players, you've got Ireland's captain playing centre-back. Me and John spoke about it earlier, that um, 
we've actually been really, really, really surprised how bad he's failed. Because um, down south, again, I don't want to pick on professional football players because in the day they're professional and that's their job. So who am I to kind of basically get fucked into them about? But it's very hard not to, not to get angry and not to criticise guys when, as you said, they're national players making mistakes that they shouldn't be mistaken. Um, not going for challenges when they should be going for challenges. He's a big guy and he's he should be doing what he should be doing, making himself authoritative, um, get elbows up, get, go through people, and it's just silly mistakes. So beat on as well for me again. Normally, I, I thought when TV games where Scotland played Israel, and we all thought the beat on played well one, which they did, and he's just come back to us, I know he's not a centre back, but he's an experienced internationalist and he's making silly mistakes. and and the boy Alison came in the day again, as you say, well, up the nine team. I think some I know were a bit depleted. You need to have one or two guys who maybe shouldn't be playing. But the boy Alison at the back for me shouldn't be anywhere near Celtic's first team. He played with St Johnston on loan and he gets sent back, he was that poor. So I don't know where to go over here when it comes to the team selection. I agree with you, Ryan, on Ralston. Um, I watched him. He was alone at Dundee United a few seasons back. And I think when he came on for Celtic, he didn't really have to defend so much. Like they played him against teams like Hamilton and that at Celtic Park, and we had all the joy. So he's he's no bad going forward. He's, he puts on a decent cross and he's, he gets forward. But I watched him at Dundee United, and they were coming up for the championship and they're in the playoffs, and they get totally shreds. And I just went, he's never going to make it, at Celtic. And that's not the guy's fault, you know what I mean? He's obviously trying his best, but he's no Celtic quality, and I'm survived. I'm surprised after that many years, I think that was about two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. that he's still at Celtic to this day. Um, I found it very, very baffling because I think we've let go a lot more better talent than him in previous years. Um, don't, I'm not going to mention any names or anything like that because <laughs> probably got a list. Um, I just found it baffling he was in the team today, but we're not here to make the decisions when that matter. I thought Laxalt, Poor distribution again. Um, passing range, terrible. Shane Duffy. I read a stat that somebody put on that he had 43% pass rate today. I mean, you would think we got him alone for a junior team. No team in the Premier League. To me, these stats are just baffling. In my own opinion, the league's gone. Time to make a change now. Your three home players, Laxell, Duffy and Elanusi, send them back because of course there's money that we're probably not going to be wasting it this time um, it just needs I don't know when it's well, let's be honest no one can survive much longer um, I know you can't really blame him for this but he's part of the problem we've won 6 games in 20 games our worst um, our worst stats since 93-94 season um, that's 20 odd years um, well, just under 20 years um, that we've worst record we've had 20 or nearly 20 year to me that's just unforgivable and you've got to start the rebuild the new the tap to bottom because there's another young boy Carmen Harper leaving us in a pre-contact every youth player doesn't want to be at Celtic to me there's something wrong to tap to bottom why is young boys not want to stay um, and play for Celtic I don't know what you think on that the captain 
uh, Duffy and Beaton. The two of them are an absolute shambles today. As Ryan says, every time you come on here, all you're doing is criticising. You'd like to have a bit of joy coming on it, but it's totally depressing. Beaton and I, uh, Duffy's performance was absolutely disgraceful today. Um, Duffy, every header he goes for every tackle, he just makes mistake after mistake. Beaton's distribution was absolutely disgraceful as well for an international football player. I don't know many caps he's got, the same as Duffy, they're very experienced, played at a very good level. And we've got all international players in our squad and they're getting dragged down. They're all dragging each other down. And I feel sorry for young players in this situation at the moment. The chances are young players may get more of a chance towards the end of the season now. If maybe loans get cut short or whatever, or just start cutting players that's maybe coming out of contract and just saying, nah, we're no extending your deal. I think Ralston's is up in the summer. I can't see him getting another contract, to be honest. I think that might... Well, we've all spoke. We'd like to see more young players in the team and in the squad pushing. But they need to be better than what they are than what I've seen so far. But maybe that's because of the situation we're in at the moment and how poor our form is that they're getting dragged down as well. Uh, it's, it's just try to take it all in here. You're talking. It's very. It's very hard to. You're no one to come on in, in general and criticise all the time because in daily professional football players, that's their job. And but it's it's very hard not to. Um, especially when we get internationalist, as you said, John McDuffie and Beaton making silly mistakes. And let's be honest, right? It's need. I know we are not doing very well ourselves, right? But it's need disrespect to missing. I know you've made the fine right to win any game of football, any walk of life, but Duffy and Beaton should be struggling against the guy playing with Limiston. They're playing against better. So I know Limiston works a team, they work very hard as a team, they're very fit. You can see they're a unit. But they, they guys shouldn't be struggling against, against guys in this league. It's just, there's something no right in my opinion, as you said, obviously, tap the bottom for the youths. But I kind of like just stick on. They three were mentioned in it, and that's all. the defence for me is just it's the backbone and the goalkeeping situation for the full team. We've not had a settled keeper and a settled back four, and then I think it's just like a big roar doing the, doing the, doing the team because it's just I don't know where to start, boys. It's very hard to kind of it's just hard to go through what we're going through now. Um, I agree with you, Robert, when it comes to the loan players, just bin them. Especially in the current situation where we're full on a under-18s team, got to Dubai, and then we're paying guys that Shane Duffy 25 grand a week. Um, if, it, if it means we ain't going to sign a free transfer at the end of the season, as much as I don't, as much as I don't want us to sign the Elton Gallagher, see if it means getting him at the end of the season and getting Duffy away, then if it stages 10 grand a week, then we need to do it. I think we need to start looking at situations now where Maybe money is coming into it. Um, but for me, Neil Lennon's... I think I seen something the other day. No, sorry, it was yesterday game. Sorry, somebody put a tweet up saying that it was, was it the Aberdeen game, I think. Before the Aberdeen game, the Cup, Scottish Cup. He says, I think go to this stage where it was me, I had to go, I was walking away with my horns up. Well, I think now that's the time. I think Neil, the time's, the, team's, the, the time's gone now. 
and I think it's time to walk now and so we can rebuild because as you say, it's from me, Robert, the league's done now. Um, we need to rebuild and start afresh with that to vote. I agree with you, Ryan, but I, I still don't think he'll do it. I still think he will be in the dugout on Wednesday and I don't think we'll beat them on their plastic pitch on Wednesday, whether that be a draw, whether that be a defeat. I think he's waiting to Celtic sack him to get money mm. out of Celtic because other than that, he's wearing, he's got wearing blind eyes, you know what I mean? You can't see it because he's telling you different things for everybody else is watching. He just, I don't know if he's arrogant or just selfish. I don't know what it is with him, but he's went down in a lot of Celtic supporters' estimations how he's hung on and done what he's done because he wanted time and the board turned around and says, we'll review it in the new year. So there's a the new year. We've played three games and we'll get one point at a nine. So I would say, they said that was getting reviewed on a week-to-week basis. That's three weeks gone now and we'll get one point and your league's totally gone. It was it was hanging on by a thread in the 2nd of January before the game started. Now it's totally gone. It's Why no do it? Make the changes now. That's the only way we're going to put it this way. It's the only way they're going to get their season book sales because the amount of fans I know who's had books for so many years on the verge of getting their season books up because they're just disgusted with what they've witnessed and what they've had to put up with. I don't know if you make it that, John, but I think I agree with what Robert says there. Aye, um, Celtic's a business now. I don't know if I woke up and saw about money. Most of your money comes in with season books and European money. If a season book, basically, they know that they're getting 50,000 season books every year. I think that time's come to an end where they're not going to get that. They're supposed to have a waiting list as well, aren't they? Or five or 10,000? No. Can't see that happening either, especially people losing their jobs, furloughed, whatever. Finances are only going to be there for people. A lot of people. <laughs> football comes first to them I think that's going to be changing shortly the way things are in the world It's just very it's just it's a situation where we've kind of seen it happening but we've maybe tried to deny it in a way because um, obviously the last season we, we won the league and then the start of the season it's Derailed, 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 and now it's just totally. It's gone. It's gone a, a nasty way. I think, um, as you say, Robert, when it comes to the fans, as fans, you don't want to be nasty towards any player, any manager, any whatever. But it's getting to a stage where, if the board don't call it a day, and or don't even at least call the manager's job a day, it's just going to get worse, and fans will get a bit more abusive. And that's just natural in life. It's because you're angry and you, you can't go to the game to vent your frustrations. So things like this, podcast, Facebook, tweets, everything's going to get worse. And players of that, it will affect the full club even more. They've got to just call it a day. If it is a manager, if it's a board, it's just going to change. And as you say, if it's going to be maybe wait six months till a new match comes in, game six months to get used to the club, if we do lose the league with 30 points, then we do. But at least we know we've got a fresh start coming up next season. I mean, I would even, if you're getting offers in for players that's going to leave in the summer, I would take it. Mm-hmm. I would try and get the money in the new. If we need to sell 
just say, for instance, Ryan Christie, because there was talk in East for him. And they go, ah, there's 10 million. Ryan Christie wants to leave. Take your 10 million. See half of the 10 million. Spend it on a manager and get money to win. If that needs to be, reinvest the money into the club. Don't reinvest into CEOs and make sure they're all minted and they've made their money out of Celtic. Let's reinvest the money back into the club rather than taking money out of the club all the time and no reinvesting and selling big players for big money and then try to buy players totally average and try to turn them into the player that you've just sold. That's, it's all wrong. It needs all step back in every sense that way. It needs new direction. needs new ideas, fresh ideas. We talked to bottom as we've already spoke about. Um, the day Livingston, to me, didn't have a recognised striker the day. They had wee guy Scott Robinson up front. Mm. I can never remember him being a striker. I always remember him being a number 10. Or aye, aye, aye. Just out in the wing or whatever. To me, he played the role really well. And a guy who's not really a striker, troubled their backline the day, which was very worrying. He's a wee tiny guy. How can they not bully him the day? How can they not get in this and win the ball? To me, he held the ball up well and done everything that he needed to do. And at the other end, we had Tom Roggett try to do the same. And I know a lot of people praise Tom Roggett when he came back into the team. But Tom Roggett's only, in my own opinion, this is, I don't think Tom Roggett's is good enough for Celtic. He's got great feet work, but I'm quicker at 10 yards in cement boots than he is. I don't, I don't rate the guy now. He's great fit work and all that. He's, he's lovely touching on it, but to me, he's no good enough for Celtic. He doesn't date on every game basis. He's he scored good goals and important goals for us, but now I would sell the guy. It's just, he's just no what I think we need. Tumbo's better than him. Christie's better than him. That's the role he plays. And the day and the other day, it's hard to say, but he doesn't hold the ball up, doesn't do it. He's no pace. I just think guys like him have been at sale too long and go it too easy a ride, the same as Neil Beaton. And I think that's what we need a fresh look at, to strip that back and get new ideas and new players in. Because there's a lot of players been at sale for a long time now. Even Scott Brown comes into that category now. He's finished. And they're talking about what a game another year's deal and all that. People are saying, people are saying, oh, he deserves another year's deal. To me, this is where you need a guy in who's no get loyalty to these players, what Neil Lennon's probably got, and it needs to carry because there's a lot of money going out of Celtic on average players. And you see it, your squad's no good enough. It's certainly no good enough and no fit enough. So I just feel a full new direction. And if we need to sell a couple of big hitters to get the money in, Date the new and strip the club back there and get the guy in in charge because the season book sales will be coming up soon. We'll be begging letters coming out soon and I don't see the fans being on side what they're witnessing the new. She, the garden, uh, Lowell, the CEO, I heard a figure the day that he attained 3.4 million for Celtic last year. Is that correct, aye? Run about that? Probably aye, probably. That, that is a phenomenal amount of money for <laughs> a team that can't even qualify for the fucking Europa League to pay a CEO. That's uh, uh, mind-boggling the amount of money he's taking. Um, understandable bonuses for that, with winning trophies and whatever, but at Celtic you're expected to win trophies. There's a quote for Roy Keane at Man United. We don't get fucking winning bonuses. We're Man United. We're expected to fucking win. Mm-hmm. It should be the same at Celtic. Shouldn't he get a win bonus playing with Celtic and Rangers and whoever? Aye. John, he's the second highest paid CEO, CEO in Britain behind Ed Woodward at Man United. 
He's took fifteen million pound in bonuses at a Celtic alone, just in bonuses. Aye. Aye, it's frightening. And also, she regarding the team shield, um, Duffy and Beaton. As soon as you've got another two centre backs, they can play. You should only be playing if you deserve to play and you've earned the right to play. They they were absolutely honking today. See a see a centre half. They would love long shies all day and boys punted into their blokes. That's what they do. That's what they're supposed to do. Defend. That's food and drink for them. Maybe it's, it's harder having a wee guy Robinson, a wee tricky guy, boys played into feet. It wasn't like that. Livingston played the boys into the blokes. Getting out wide, getting shies, putting Celtic under pressure. Every time a shy come in that box, you're like, oh, watching the game through your fingers, dreading it. Every time a team goes into the final third, you look what's going. Yet again, we're conceding fouls in the wrong areas in the final third. Silly tackles. Putting ourselves under pressure. Can you see it changing? That comes from the management, John. Aye. Uh, exactly. That's what I was going to say. See, it's happened most of the game now, right? So, if, if they're working on that at training, then they obviously can't be working hard enough or long enough, or maybe the, the coaching, the style is finished, it's gone, the, the players won't believe in it anymore. Because for me, that's the way it looks. See if you are, we've all played football, right? See if you practice something and practice something at training, and it, most of the time it, it does happen. If you practice a free kick, you practice a corner, if you take time again, time again, time again, it's going to happen. So I think. I think, uh, John, you probably remember, it was uh, George Graham at Arsenal. He spent hours a day on shape and defensive work, and that team were unbelievable. And for me, that just shows you, I think football is maybe, we're not there to see how long they train for, right? But I don't think they would train for four or five hours a day, working their balls off every day. I, I can't see that now. I think football's totally changed. I think sports science is took care of it. Or they can't train for this amount of time and this amount of time. For me, that's bullshit. Um, I think they've got, to, they've got to train for as long as they can. See that after you beat half whoever it is on the Saturday. See the Sunday, she went right away. Working on what they're doing there, that's rest and recovery. You've got two or three days on the week to, to rest and recover. Do you know what I mean? It's very... For me, they've got, there's got to be something... There's something definitely behind the scenes that's no right. Um, I think we all know that. Because um, it's... A, it's when Lennon's come in, for me, it's, it's criminal what's happened. Um, I'm not saying Terry has got to be a certainty, but Neil Lennon's come in, he's inherited a very, very, very talented squad of players. The defence has always been a bit iffy. We can take that, but when you're winning trophies, it kind of doesn't really take the high, the high, the high stall it should. But he's come in, he's been backed. Uh, people can't say he's only backed. He spent 15 million own four or five players there. Um, and as you say, well, what his legacy is just every game now is just getting away, away, it's getting far away from what he's achieved at Celtic. Um, he's come in, he's got that squad that Rodgers left, and for me, the squad's regressed. If you guys like McGregor, who is fantastic, and McGregor, for me, he was decent today, but he's regressing, in my opinion. Guys like Big Julian come in the first year, was decent. This season, I know he's injured, but He's just formed like a sack of totties. He's a big six-foot-six guy. Just not interested for me anymore. And you've got Edward, 
who's an absolute top talent. And I think when he leaves, when he leaves us, he'll, he'll, for me, he'll be like Tierney. He'll just go from strength to strength. And I think he's against Griffiths. It's just there's so many problems. And it's just, I think, as I say, we've been waiting for it to come. And now it's just, boom. And it's just all hit as like a big sack of toys. Well, I can agree Mel Ryan. It's just for the tap to the bottom, as we say, it's just, I think just too much arrogance about Celtic. They just thought they were just going to turn up and just do what they had today and they were just going to win titles and it did work that way. But the only reason I think Lennon was successful in his first year was like, it was still Rodgers' kind of team. A lot of the guys still had all that training and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Lennon started tweaking it all himself bit by bit. And as he started tweaking it, we started getting poorer and poorer. And that's just my opinion on it. It might not be what other people think. And you've got all these Lennon lovers that they fucking probably shagged their wife. And there was a lot of still a cracking country, you know what I mean? I Sorry for the words, but just some people absolutely love him. And he did put up for a lot for Celtic and done a lot of good stuff for Celtic. But the guy's been made an absolute millionaire at Celtic for everything he's done. So let's not forget that. He never done it off his own back. Mm-hmm. So... Aye, it's just, I just feel there's change needed to tap the boat. Um, there's just a wee thing I thought of there. Um, we're bringing Scott Robertson back for a loan spell down in England. Playing really I was well. going to talk, aye. I was going to talk about that now, actually, aye. But they didn't play him today, so we know that. They've stopped the boys' progression now because they've brought him back for a loan spell. He's going to sit on a bench. It's here. The big hitters are meant to be coming back this week. Ain't going to happen. Why did we not bring the wee boy Afarobi back for Dundee, who's a striker? who scored a cut of goals, but we've no got a striker to play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why not bring him back? That's That was another thing that just didn't, it baffled me today. We're sitting there with a, a number 10 playing up front, who is no, it's no good at holding balls or no running the channels. It's not as if he's blessed with pace, but we've got a wee guy at Dundee and Lone, who's a striker, and we've got four guys out with COVID, who's the strikers. Just Again, I, to me, that's just, they've not got a clue what they're doing. Huge change, lads. It's, <coughs> I, this isn't going to be a short-term thing, I think. This is going to take two or three years to, to put right. No, unless you get somebody the calibre of Rogers, who I don't understand why people didn't like him for what he'd done or whatever. He's, he's moved on. He's, he's moved on to better things. He may be seen the big picture and knew that Celtic were going to regress. Aye, he, he didn't do well in Europe. He qualified for the Champions League, but taking a couple of fucking poundings right enough embarrassing, to be fair. But we need somebody like that to fucking invigorate the club again, invigorate the players. Because he totally changed, transformed some of the players that was there before. He made them into fanta- a fantastic team. What would you do now for a Boyata and a Simonovic centre-off? Yeah, yeah, we might have previously slated it to. Well, he'd fucking take them back in a minute. Chief Chenko as well. I think, see when it comes to the the the, uh, the defence, I was I thought Shevchenko was decent. Maybe lacked a bit of pace, but I thought he was all right. And the day the guy was a part of the invincible season, so you don't become a bad player at night. And um, I thought he was decent. Uh, Semenovic, I thought on his day was all right, but I do I think see some of the mistakes he make. I just think it's all pressure. I don't think it's about bad players. I just think it's just the pressure is just totally, and it's just this season is just totally how many the players. Like Shane Duffy is, we've spoken about international caps, 
Captain Ireland played in Premier League for years. The guy's not a bad player. You don't play for Brighton in Ireland all the time at the highest level if you're shit. That's bonus. You don't in that league. Um, when I was absolutely buzzing when the guy signed, I thought, bro, no non-centre back. He'll take guys out for fun and he'll win heaters and he'll sort it. I don't know what's happened. I don't know if it's, is it because he's a Celtic fan and he knows how much it is and he's, he's or is it personal reasons? What we don't know. But us fans, we we won't know anything until somebody comes out and tells you something. Because we can be sitting slaughtering Duffy here, but behind closed doors, there's a lot of stuff going on. But see if that's the case, he shouldn't be playing. Take him out of the firing line, like Lenny said he did before. Um, there's just, there's a lot of things that, as you say, John, it's going to take months, maybe a year or two. It's going to, they need to get somebody in, i.e. obviously Rogers, will you get that? That again, we don't know, but somebody like, I know I keep talking about but Eddie Howe, young, fresh manager, fresh ideas, Premier League standards. That's the standards I think you've got to get to. Um, there's obviously, we've spoken about the guy, Ralph Raniak, who was with, was it Leipzig or Salzburg? Um, and he was, that's the way I think we need to go. We need to go if it means we need to go to a head coach and then a director, instead of a CEO, then I think we need to do it. I think this football for me is football for me is changing every day now. You've got VAR, you've got this, you've got this. Then you've got CEOs. They're kind of going to win now. It's all head coaches and sporting directors. And I think I'm not saying we're doing that road, but it's maybe something we can look at and just try and get another because the model's not working anymore. It's worked in the past, but for me, it's not working now. And I think it's catching up with now. I agree, Dan. Um I feel we need to go with a director of football, right? Just say, for instance, like a Gordon Stark and a Martin O'Neill. Somebody that knows the club inside out. A young upcoming manager who can then lean on them. But the director of football with them is they know the club. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying name, but personally, but just getting an idea. Yeah, uh, young Eddie Howe in charge. And then, again, maybe John Kennedy, they don't want to get rid of him. Put John Kennedy back into under-21s alongside Steve McManus and Darna Day at the under-18s. And just structure the club that way. But make sure the guys are there for the next five, six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Don't do it two years down the line like Sean Maloney, get rid of him. Or Stevie Frail, get rid of him. You know what I mean? Constant change, change. The constant changes at youth level doesn't work because the guys are obviously playing a system under certain managers. If a guy like Eddie Howe comes in, he could structure it all where he knows all the young coaches. And then he mm-hmm. plays right as is your system. That's the way they've got to break through into the first team. And then the director of football can deal with our stuff with Ajax. They've got like all ex players and and the Van der Sar, I think he's like the director of football, isn't he? Somewhere that aye. similar with Bayern Munich, they did the same kind of thing. The the the, the Boer bras are behind the scenes doing stuff. Um I think it's like Overmars or something like that. They've got all different players um and behind the scenes and they'll know we've because they're all Ajax supporters or they're Ajax minded. So they're not going to just jump ship at the first opportunity. So we kind of need to structure the club on that sort of system, I would say, just to have success there four or five years, not one or two years. I think that's the problem with recently. It's always been one or two years. See, if you recall, see when Martin O'Neill came, the season before Rangers absolutely skated the league by, I don't know, was it 18 points or something, roughly? 
the reason Martin O'Neill came was because they probably oh, oh, big money. They must have offered him dangled a big carrot in front of him. I think it's going Rogers got offered big money, Tina. Mm. Money talks in football, that's the way football is now. You'll get a decent quality manager if you pay them money. Is it, I generally think we will sell. I think Edward's probably going to go right. I heard there was maybe a cut, cut price from maybe it was 25 or something. See if that's that 25 and we see Ayers maybe 15, 20. I don't know. I'm just talking figures here, right? And then Christie might go for 10, as you says. Rogic might go for two. So I think, I don't know if they're waiting the end of the season to see who they sell and then go, right, now we'll get a manager. Because see, like you see guys on Twitter right, and saying, we've no got the money for a manager, we've no got this. We have got money for a manager because money is going to eventually come into the club because guys are running out of contracts. Guys will get sold. So, let's be honest, we're supposedly the biggest, richest club in Scotland. We should have a spare few million for a manager. All the money we've earned through transfers, then Bailey, Wanyamas, Tierney's, there must be a wee bit tucked away somewhere. There must be. Um, if that's the way Celtic are supposed to have a one club, there should be spare money tucked away for a manager. Um, if there's no, then we'll need to get the money for somewhere, and that and that might be selling somebody. But I agree with you, John. I think money football talks now. Um, if you give somebody a decent wage, a decent contract with decent objectives, I think you'll get a decent manager. Because um, none of this, none of this, Roy Keane would come in and get an impact for probably three months, and that but him gone. I think it'd be, it's too much hassle. It's always as you say, John. It would just end in disaster. Um, Looking for me, I know no. Maybe he's a coach or something. I but knows your knows your manager. Um, Jack Ross, forget about Jack Ross. We shouldn't be going for a guy that's managing Hibs, in my opinion. Lennon took care of Hibs. Hibs regressing away down with him. Same with us. He, he took care of Hibs, got them up, back down again. He took care of us. He's kept them, kept us a wee bit, and then we're back down again. Um, when it comes to that, though, I think director football, I. If it is starting on some or somebody that out that knows the club, um, I think we need people in the in the club that knows the club, um, and guys who know the football side because Lowell and Desmond, Banky, they don't really have to deal with as John says the business side that they're the businessmen, they're the money men, but I think they've got something to do with the team. I'm not saying they're picking the team. I just think there's too much influences, and I think maybe that's one reason why Rodgers did leave. Because some of these fan conferences, you can hear them, they be frustrated, and I think now realise the bigger picture. Um, I think that Rogers knew this might be coming, because he knew the money was not going to be there maybe for him. Um, and it just shows you what a job he did there. There's no doubt that that's the problem, but Rogers seen that coming and seen too much influence for Peter Lawwell. It's been said for years that they've said that. That's why he picked Ronnie Diver because he mm. could influence him. That's why he picked Neil Lennon because he could influence him. He turns around and tells you he gave Neil Lennon a job in the showers. But you know why he gave him the job in the showers? Because everybody else that wanted to go my Celtic when they have been mm-hmm. his puppet, the way he wants it to be. He's got Lennon under control. He knows Lennon's not going to answer him. He knows Lennon had a second crack at Mines and Celtic that he'll never get again. So he knows he can control him and tell them all, we've only got this budget and we've only got that, and he'll just stick to that. And that's it. That's the full reason I think Lennon got the job. It's Peter Palzak, and then Peter Lawwell can control the whole club. That way, I think 
the business side of things, Peter Logwell's brilliant, getting deals with Adidas, getting deals with Magners, like the oh, record-breaking deals every year, sponsorship deals, um, helping the SPL, helping the European side of it. But when it comes to football, that's when I direct a football needs to come in and say, nah, if you always got to stay on, you can't deal with that side of it because this is what's happening. You've caused this atrocious stuff that's happening at the club because you get too much input. You deal with the financial side. You deal with what we've got budget-wise. Let a director of football, let the manager deal with that side of things. I think that's a problem in football. Too many guys higher up that's not really got a clue about the playing side yet get too involved in it. And I think that's where it's came down to your head on that side of things. Um, just a wee thing back at the game of the day, when Ona start hang, um, we had 52% possession, five goal attempts, one shot on target and two corners. You think we were playing Real Madrid today, weren't you? For these stats? Poor. Very, very poor. Don't Livingston. To have one shot on target is... That's, it doesn't matter if you have any sighters, that's still criminal. So yeah. still go um, Tumbo and McGregor looking at a shot or two, so... Don't you make it that, John, but it's... That is very poor. <laughs> it's very poor viewing. I don't know how to take stats, because... Rangers didn't have a shot on target against us in the beaters, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, but the stats don't lie in that way. I was saying to Ryan during the game, I was like, many corners have Alexson had. We're fucking pinning us right in. We're panicking. They had eight, There's John. so much fear. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much fear in that team. Um, just total lack of confidence, isn't there? Big time. But... Scared to make, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be scared to make a mistake as a professional football player. You both make mistakes. Don't be scared to make a mistake. Don't be scared to try things. Arms. I just think Best the team's... Aye. I, I just think the team is just totally... It's flat. There's no, I think they're all under pressure. And I think... But that, only st- but that all stems from the top to the bottom. That just stems from the club. Because... And then at half time, see that at half time when they showed you all the all the recent history, what the fuck was that all about? That was embarrassing by the way. What is that all about? You've nothing each against Livingston, you've been hopeless all season. I but let's put on at half time the Rogers era and how successful been the last three or four years. Are you joking? The Celtic PR, the PR has been a total joke this season. Come back to Dubai or buy your buy your dairy milk. Lisbon line, dairy milk. Come on, man. Well, look, what interesting the football on dairy milk. See, one the day, I was sitting watching that today, and John Collins was on with Wally Meeks Day on Celtic TV. And John Collins talks a brilliant game, by the way. He's really interesting to listen to. I know he was there before, and he wasn't everybody's cup of tea. But see, somebody like that, the experience he's got as a director of football as well. Somebody that out because he's got a lot of contacts doing south, abroad, France, whatever. Somebody that out, I think, would be ideally suited to the job. Because total sense the guy was talking today. Sound a very good coach, which he obviously is, but he doesn't want to do the coach manager kind of thing everywhere. Again, I think I've heard him speaking before. He wants to go down like a director of football route, and there'll be an envy. Is he yeah, on that? Do you agree with that on that then, John? 
Sorry. Do you agree with me on a director of football? Aye. Just, there's no harm in trying it because the model they've got at the moment isn't working. It's, we've won 12 trophies in a row and the sound is a bunch of greeting wins because we're no winning, but we, we could see the cracks a while ago, couldn't we? It's just very... Uh, it's hard to take in. A lot of Rangers fans were saying, oh, why you just getting all uptight because you've, you've no won a few games? It's not that. It's it's what's coming. Um, but as you say, John, when it comes to John Collins, I know a lot of people on Twitter and stuff on their fan of John Collins, uh, the middle be his cup of tea. But I think when it comes to his contacts and what he knows the game, I agree with I think he talks very well. Um, and obviously, mate, you were talking about the kind of youth structure, Robert. Um, right. Obviously, William at Stavis itself for years. And look at that, that youth system was brilliant. And again, he was there for years. So that, again, that proves that that, that, that works. With the, with the same coaching setup, the youth guys can through. Because that was the only one that was in the starting guys like that. And some of the youth, some of the youth players that came out that, you had Jamie Smith back then, you had or you guys. So it was successful. So why not stick to that route? Get a guy in and say, listen, if it has a five year contract, game it say, listen, you've got five years, you've got a project, on you go, deal with it. Maybe that's getting involved with it. It's the same with a new manager. If you get a new manager and if it is Eddie Howe, I'm just talking with Eddie Howe because that's the guy who I, I would like to have. If it is Eddie look, if he's going to come, there's a four year deal. This is what money you just tell him what you got just tell him what it is. What you're going to give him, and he go right, there you go, there's the keys to the dugout, boom, and let him get home with it. And then, if, I'm less, Lowell and Desmond, as you say, businessmen, they're fantastic, mate, but if they're going to stay, which I don't know, I, I know we've spoken about uh, a guy that might leave, no names, but he might be leaving. If that's the case, then it's go to whoever comes in, they've got to go, go to say to the manager, listen, take the keys and bolt and deal with it because there's too many voices. I think, and I think a lot of people for the outset are heeding all this, and it's no, it, that can't be good for the players on the part. No, definitely, Ryan. Ryan. Ryan, did you send Eddie Howe a Christmas card, by the way? No, but... <laughs> I, I, I thought I tried to send my wee message, but then you're back to... But Eddie, Eddie, come on. But I'm just... Thought, I'm, I'm just I'm just saying that as... He's a guy I've kind of had for a few months. He's not got a job. People say he's done this with Bournemouth. He, he explained why, what happened with Bournemouth. The players basically go to the stage where they, they were kind of getting sick of the training. They were getting sick of him. They just thought, I couldn't do anything else. I'd done what I'd done and it wasn't working anymore. So I left. I had been done. But he took them up all the leagues and he, he, he's kept me in the Premier League. They finished, was it 10 for 9th? So... Obviously, yeah. I, know he's, right. I know he's spent about a dough, right? Some silly dough and silly and kind of stuff. But again, we don't know if that's all him. We, we don't know when it's a football club. But I think a guy like... For me, he's got to be a top manager. None of this cheap shit. Because if you get a cheap manager in, you're probably going to get cheap quality. So I don't know where to go for here. But I agree with the director of football. Out and if as a head coach, then so be it. Right. Um, aye, Ryan, that's who I've pinned my hopes on is a guy like Eddie Howe. 
But no one, no one said we'll take the hitters with fucking a guy like fucking the Hibs manager or something, wouldn't they? That's the sight of a new day. But I think the board need to make a statement and they make it soon because the fans are and the board have never been so far apart in terms of communication and how they feel about each other. Um, just obviously with all the fences and stuff up, you know, about Celtic Park and fans doing protesting and just everything that's happened this season has just been a pure disaster. And I think it's the arrogance again for the club that just expected to turn up and just fling money at things and it would work. But they didn't do their homework, um, in my opinion. The scouting system, the management, trips to Dubai, the fitness of the players. I mean, it's just falling goalie, going away to Spain, Griffiths coming back overweight. It's just, to me, it's just all a team of individuals at the club. It's no a structured all in it together. And that's what this is now convinced. It's just an absolute disaster. And it was no, it was like it was like a, a water pipe just leaking, and it was going to burst at some point. But they were just blinded by it. Oh, it's somewhere we leak, somewhere we leak, and then it just explodes. The water comes fucking pissing down, and that's what's now happened. It was always going to happen. Paper near cracks, as people use as a phrase. Um, everybody's seen it coming for the last eighteen months. Kludge, Copenhagen. Feroz, Faros, Sparta, Frag, but the board's stupidity has led to this, and this is a disaster in the state we're in. See regarding the state we're in at the moment with results and performances. See if um, Rangers are, are doing really well now. See if Rangers weren't doing as well, and they were maybe struggling a wee bit. I think we'd still be wanting change because. Aye. It's totally unacceptable. I, I don't care if, if they're away a, a ahead of these 20 points or if they're only five or six points ahead of these. It doesn't matter. Your standards have dropped dramatically and you need to try and get back up again. I, 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 we're a, a Champions League elite club. That's what Brendan uh, Peter Lawwell keeps banging the drum about. Well, you need aye. a Premier League manager or a Champions League manager to take us to that. Aye, it's <laughs> he keeps banging on about this for this great club for this. Well, you can't find fifteen million. I know that's a lot of money on guys who you don't you've no really looked at and think right you're going to get us into this and get us into the the group stages. <laughs> it's the scouting system for me. I, I heard we we kind of rumours that Nicky Hammond might be getting his jotters. For me, it's every right because I. I could tell the last players, the last 18 months or the last year he's been here that it's been successful. Because Foster's, because, because Foster wasn't scouted, we, we all knew about Foster. Um, and then Ferenc Farrell's game, you signed a Yeti. Again, it's pure negligence for the board. He's no fat, no tick the bond, how long? And then he waits two weeks, then he signs, and then it, it takes him fucking what is it like October or something to start again come on man it's it's going to get better if I, I don't know what you think of that John but the scout systems as Robert said it's it's failed see during the week Bayern Munich sacked a manager because they could beat off a lower league team in a cup Bayern Munich started a week and they've sacked a manager because it's totally unacceptable to get beat off a lower league team 
can we not get back up to having a standard like that? Of course. Borussia Dortmund done the same, John, didn't they? Aye. There's PSG done the same with Tuchel. Tuchel won the treble this season of the sacked him because mm -hmm. he, he got beat in the Champions League final. Aye. This is what big clubs do, John. At the right decisions, they think, no, we can do better than that. That's what Celtic need to be because they want to be an elite club and make the Champions League. Well, under Neil Lennon, you didn't even do it in the Europa League. We were lucky to get there. Let's be honest. We scraped by two pub teams to get into the Europa League. Twice um, in nine years, stuff getting into the Champions League. Aye, to me, that's a failure. Right away, that's telling me. Was it no Rogers? That's, you're no a Champions League team then, are you? No, you're not. Uh, let's be honest, we are a Europa League team now. That's what we are. Aye. That's what the standards are. Um, and they two, they two years at no Rogers that go to there twice. Aye. In the Champions League. Aye. So, that not I think for a, I think for a call. In the, the six games in the two group stages, I think we won one game out of twelve, maybe. Right, we know that's worth punching way above our weight. We actually know that, but. We need to get in that for financial reasons to keep attracting players and keep having the money. Of course. Keep, right? we, we know we get in there, we're going to take an absolute tanking because that's just the difference in money and the elite teams and us now is just astronomical. It's like the money is just getting bigger and bigger every season. Um, but we still need to be there. If we get embarrassed, we get embarrassed. But you're getting 35 million at it. So I'll take getting embarrassed after a couple of teams and maybe getting the odd couple of doors. If that helps us progress for the next five, six years, then that so be it. But I'd happily do it um, just to get the money for the money side of things. But if you've got a decent manager, John, who sets up a structure, you can be hard to beat. Of course you can. And we're Look at, for example, uh, years ago, Rosenberg were a very difficult team to beat in the Champions League as well. Pine buttons to their players. Just well structured, organised, disciplined. Yep. Can be done. Can be done. Um, we lost it in the young boy, I know. I just seen on the Sky Sports News tonight the young winger for QPR that said we might be interested in getting on a free contact. Mm -hmm. A free contact. Um, the wee right winger. Now got to fair in the back or some. Um, Turkish team. They've signed him. The boy Alfie Donahue. You were talking about Brian a few mm -hmm. times. Um, for Charlton, he's talking about Stoke taking him now. What's, what's happening with us? We can't even go and identify players and sign them now. We're just getting other teams taking them off us. Where are Stoke in the Championship? Down near the bottom? No, I think they were mid-table. Up there, mid -table, John, the last Nah. Are they? The last Teams like that shouldn't be taking players off you. Oh, I know, I know. But, it's, I mean, there's the thing is, Lennon might have turned and said he wants this guy, that guy, and that guy, and Serpold might have turned and went, well, you're not going to be there in the summer. So how can you sign players in there? Do you know what I mean? It's, See, that's the thing, it's, that's the thing, it's high made me as well. We've not really been linked to anybody yet, and it's the 16th of January. We've not been rumoured to sign anybody, and then I just don't know what the plan is behind the scenes, because, say, we have one the last games and we were, we're only just say we won we beat Rangers and maybe it's only 10 points or something whatever it is right 
would that have changed their minds about signing players? I don't think so. I don't think they've got a plan. Um, Morwell says they've got a plan A and B and C for learning but or no learning. Well, if that's the case, come out and show it now. Because the day again, the squad, it's, you've got guys like Trumpong for me, people can't, people are not going to convince me that he's good enough for Celtic. Uh, the new, I can't see it. Um, I know he's a young guy and he's, he's, he's trying to apply his trade and he's trying to get better with Celtic, but I just don't, I don't know. I I just can't see him playing every week. For, for me, for me, that's just my opinion. Guys might say, ah, he's very quick. And, ah, he's very quick. But when he gets to that byline and the folks, it freezes. And it's like, it's like oh, I, I had to hope. At that level, you can't do that. Um, I know Mikey Johnson, but injured, I've spoken about him. He's a young a young guy again. He's completely useless and brilliant. But for me, I don't think he's going to, He's going to be a guy that's going to play every week for me. Um, he's not going to be a James Forrest. It's just my opinion. Um, Rogic, again, I think I love the guy a bit, so, but as you say, he's fast feet and he scores some amazing goals for us. But again, I think his time's coming to an end. Um, I felt, I kind of felt for Tumbo and so, uh, Tumbo, Sorum, McGregor, the three, probably only three guys I would say that get pass marks in a way. Um, three, 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 all right. Three, they're three very, very good football players, and again, I think they were let down with the rest of the squad today. It was the same during the week where I thought Bumbo was let down for the squad during the week. I thought he was brilliant. Um, again, it's took, it's took us to fucking January, December to play Sorrow and Bumbo. It's, it's hard to agree with Dave King, but Dave King says when Celtic get beat once, we fought a pack of cards, and he's fucking right, I felt a pack of cards. There's no much we can we can order, we can defend, say all we want, but we can't defend what's been happening now. We've imploded, haven't we? Aye. And it's just, we we you on the week, no, but it's only going to get worse. Take it's yeah. better. Um, and the next fixture's a very difficult game away to Livingston on that mm-hmm. horrible park. Um, I know you should only concentrate on one game at a time, but who, who's the game after that? Do you know? I don't. I could. Do you know? I don't even. I couldn't tell you. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm all right. No exactly. 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 <laughs> but um, see, the day's game is going to be the same as Wednesday. Livingston pressure near every time, forcing you into mistakes. Livingston they'll try to play in Celtic's fob. We get long shies and putting you under pressure. It's going to be so difficult again, and I. I can't see us running again, or either draw or get beat again, I think. That's what I thought mm. today. Can I see score my goal? Hamilton at home, I get us. Hamilton? Do you know something? It doesn't matter who you played and who does it. I don't think it really matters. But you see, even there was guys, sorry Robert, but there was guys there saying um, about your big hitters on the back. Aye, but they've been isolated for 10 days and they'll be... That's the match finish that you went through there today. See, your big hitters, they've been honking as well. Oh. It's like, the run of games we've had at home recently, we've probably had easiest fixtures we could have had and we've not even took points at them. To me, that's worrying because we've not been playing away from home. So... What's going to happen when we're playing away from home? Because 
you're going to have to go on these plastic pitches, Livingston on Wednesday. Hamilton away on a plastic pitch. Motherwell probably in a cut-up park. And we've not done it at home at Selic Park, in a big, massive open park. So, as your dad said and we've said, I, I don't see anything going to get better. Maybe draw or get beat on Wednesday, then maybe beat Hamilton at home, and then I don't know who's after that. It's just it's just going to be a very hard watch to now to the end of the season. Uh, um, I tell you what, no, nobody fears Celtic at the moment. Absolutely no one. Why should they? Yeah. Teams used to come and park even absolutely... I know we keep going back to Dodgers era, but that's the era where we were feared, even going away someplace in Europe, teams like Celtic, Rodgers. Now I just don't think that even teams like Livingston, again, it's no disrespect because they've, they've got a very good unit, they're a very good uh, hard-working team, but we should be beating any team in, in Scotland at Celtic Park. Uh, we should be. I know you've no divine right to win football games, but with the, with the money we've got, the money we've spent, the, the players, the national players we've got, we should be winning games at Park Head against Livingston. Um, everything's just there's no there's not really much to talk about in the game because the game is just a damn squib it? it was just Ralston had two or two good balls in the box Oko Fletcher scored but again I, I, I kind of want to get back to you when you're talking about the Roy Robertson Robert um, and the guy for Dundee our, our Fabi Robertson's playing with Jeremy Young most weeks he was maybe as a subway but he was kind of known and he was starting We've just talked to the development again, as you say. Why bring him back when you know everything on the play? It's 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 stupid. Um, these fakers and you get a guy Dundee in the bench. It's just the full things. Just it, as you say, it's, there's no structure, there's no ideas, there's no plan A, there's no plan B. It's just a total shit show. And you're trying not to swear, you're trying not to criticise too much, but it's very very hard not to. Aye, well, really hard enough for us to frustration as well as we can here, don't we? Um, it's boiling in everybody, obviously just because of the way we've been, but there's a thing, right? I've thought about it. These guys that are in self-isolation, the guys that come back, Edward, Julian and Christy, uh, no Julian, sorry, I and Christy, three guys we're talking about who maybe want to leave. The season's over. What would they want to play for? Why would they want to try the hardest? What if they get injured on a plastic pitch on Wednesday night? They're not going to run about like heatless chickens and get tore into people and the other thing is with the pandemic going on I think we'll finish the league but I don't think we'll finish the Scottish Cup so what has the players really got to play for now is, uh, is it just best changing everything now and maybe selling the cup of players and getting the money in place for the new manager or getting the scouting system in place getting rid of Nick Hammond and getting all that structured the new because to me this this season is just it's just going to be mere agony you know, at the end of the season. Um, and I don't think the Scottish Cup will finish because of this pandemic and the cases keep rising, but I think we'll try the hardest to finish the season, or they'll call it. That's simply it. But where will these guys have the motivation now to go and play and finish? Because the season's finished. As fans can see, the man is... Why Lennon's why no, just hold his hands up, say, like, tried my best, that's me... Um, Time for time for a change. It's baffling. It's just total arrogance. Um, and I, I don't see these players coming out and playing a hundred percent, trying their best going out to the end of the season. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. But if these guys want their dream move or bigger money, why are they going to 
Scoot and try the hardest when out at the end of the season? They've only put probably in one performance all season of any note that I know they had a couple of good efforts in Europe against Lille Winter home and away. But for an hour against Rangers, I thought Celtic were outstanding. And it's sad to think that's the best you've played all season. The amount of games we've played, that's been the only like, kind of shining light. And we still didn't win, we still get beat. I think it shows, and that's probably some guys who, who are thinking I know the best all season, but it shows that what they can still do. So it's it's not like they've got bad players overnight. Something's, something's happened. Something's definitely been on. And I, for me, I think it all, that's just my personal opinion. People might not agree with it, but as soon as Neil Lennon came out and said players wanted to go, for me, that was him. That was him gone. And the fans' view and players' view, I think that was him gone. I think he lost the best in them. You can't come out and say players, that's that stuff behind closed doors. You're saying a meeting or you're saying a dressing room or you're saying a boardroom level. You don't say that in front of the fucking public media, man. You, that's criminal. That's just that's just going to shoot players in the foot. Say, talk to the boat and they're going to go, oh, fuck you then. I'm not playing for you then. That's just natural. It's just any player that... That's just life and players now these days are they're a bit they're a bit like snowflakes as soon as you tell them something that's wrong or I'm going to my agent, I want to move. It's, you can't date that. You can't date anymore. There's ways where you talk to these players now. Um and that's what we spoke the other day to uh, Gianni Robert that football's changed now to when he was playing football to the to football now. It's you've got you've got to talk to the media a certain way, you've got to talk to the players a certain way. And I just think when it is like the old school situation where when you're rang, I'll tell you fucking rang and, and it's it's totally went. I think that for me that's when uh me personally thought he's he's finished. Ah, it's so easy to get players nowadays are so pampered and so they're kinda of like fairies, aren't they? Let's be honest. They're no like the I mean Anne Alex Ferguson nowadays with tough fuck. I don't think we'd have last five minutes in a dressing room just because that's old school way of doing things and everybody's different. Um, I get that's just men were men back then and nowadays they're no so much in football terms. Um, and I think that's a lot of David because a lot of the good old ways have been took out of football. But it's just the way modern football is, unfortunately. Probably your dad would tell you back in his either that's in his football, that was a great way of doing it and you got the best out of players, but nowadays they just don't they don't take criticism well. They can't accept it. It's like, I'll go to my agent. I, I don't need to deal with us. I can get 40 grand a week somewhere else. It's like, the wee guy, Jesse Lingard, at Man United, he's on about 100 grand a week, but he's barely kicked a ball. He's got a mm-hmm. clothing range out in his own Instagram. And you see Roy Keane that going, this wee guy's more interested in his social media than he has football. Mm-hmm. It's just sad. Football is sad. And it's, the problem is there's too much money in football now. And people are not humble and appreciate of what they've got and what they earned out of football because a lot of them are millionaires before they've even actually done it in football. That's the problem. But I I think Lennon that was a absolute boo boo and I think a lot of players never forgave him after that. Um came out and personally slating him after that game and I think if you lose the dressing room now there's no way back and the the board should have seen that back in. I don't know what your thoughts on it. Um John she you're talking about Lingard 
Jesse Lingard would have been out of my new years ago if Fergie was still a manager because he would have no accepted that. Under no circumstances would he have been bringing out fucking Coven Rangers and all that. Fergie ran the coffee tap to Bolton. He ruled with fear. If he didn't like you or he fucking done my badge or whatever, he'd bin you. No, unless you were Cantona or Keane, somebody would win games for him on their own. But regarding what Johnny was talking about the other day as well, I, I can relate to that Merlin Hughes because I'm older, but boys, YTSs and boys doing jobs running about the stadium, painting, brushing, cleaning, washing boots. That was grounding, boys. That, that, that wasn't me. That wasn't like slave labour. That was to fucking make sure that they grew up properly and had standards and respect for people. No, it's totally that's where you're talking about Celtic developing players and not just Celtic or most teams. The days are gone. I don't even see maybe doing south, even maybe the bottom two leagues. I don't know if they maybe still do things like that. I don't know. Um, because they're small community clubs and whatever. But football's totally changed for the worse with things like that. Boys no doing jobs. Can't get our horns dirty, you know what I mean? They wouldn't be able to wire a pogger for a call. They don't know of any skills, life skills. That's what that's what I gave people growing up, life skills and how to treat people. Now there's snowflakes of what there is, isn't it? Would you like to see it broke back into football on a, a small Absolutely. scale? I Absolutely. Think so, Aye, definitely. It will not happen though with health and safety and all that stuff mm. like that. It'll no harm again, boys get up ladders and painting things and all that. They just on a smaller scale, but I was thinking, John, like maybe washing a guy's boots or something in the first team, just sit. Aye, maybe just cleaning, cleaning the, the fucking, stands. Cleaning the seats and whatever, anything uh-huh. like that, aye. Yeah. You see, 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 obviously, when you hear us, ex-pros talk about how that's what they've done, and they actually seen that as a, a reward. So, like, we would actually... Doing that to get into the first team dressing room. We, they were all but like, like here's Simon Ferry open goal talking about quite a lot. They were buzzing to clean Alan Thompson's boots and Hartson's, but they were buzzing. They, they loved that and that's what they always talk about in open goal, how 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 good their youth days were. That's all they speak about, so youth days, because they were treated like Tommy Burns treated them like men. They made them, as uh, John says, life skills, treat people very well. You walk past the tea lady, so hiya, how you doing, how's your day? That's just it's just life, skills, and I don't think, I think that's a way now. I think guys just turn up and train for two or three years, get a wee bit of food, get a massage, get home, watch, watch, go and play golf, sit on the phone. The top professionals like your Ronaldo, they, they obviously get home and they work hard. But again, I don't know if guys at our level do that. Because today it's not really shown on the park this season anyway, because we definitely need a, a change. Because um, we have not got somebody like a Fergie that is running the club to tap the bottom. Ours is just all sort of a shot on it, to be fair. There's, there's no other way you can say it. It's just, it's been a shit show for, for, the, for the first day of pre-season. I heard a, a, a cracking story about Barcelona. So you got the most successful Barcelona team for like 2006 to 2011 or something, I think it was. Um, and it was when Guardiola was in charge of them and that, but there was a thing at Barcelona was that the superstars never turned up in big massive motors meant mm-hmm. to be the Barcelona car park was just for a 
like, just like, I'm not saying this is a normal motor, but for a football player, it's a normal motor, maybe like an Audi A3 and maybe a Seat and a, um, like a Ford and all that, meant to be that Guardiola had installed this, like the players don't need the big fancy motors and it grounded like your messies and your all that at the time. Like, that was Guardiola's thing, that they shouldn't turn up to training in big fancy motors. They should only turn up in small cars and be humble about things. And that was meant to be a, a thing I'd read, um, that this was what Barcelona had and they were probably the best team in the world at the time. To me, I think that just a bit of discipline like that probably helped them in a way. You know what I mean? Rather than having to turn up big fancy motors, swag them out with sunglasses, with Gucci bags and all that one. Just have everybody Aye, the same. headphones. Aye. Keeping everybody humble, John. I think Aye. probably that's what a lot of clubs probably lack in there. Um, the humble side of things and they've got everything too easy. I definitely agree with that. I think football is exchange for every level. And then now you've got VR coming in and it's totally written. For me, it's written the heart out of football. And I, I think referees are actually scared to come out and talk about the VAR. Because I think that's totally written, written the heart of them as well. Um, but I agree with you when it comes to the standards are just, the standards are split. Um, I think at every level in Celtic, the youth, the under-23s in the first team, it's just it's just very hard to to know be critical about it all. Um, and obviously, we've got uh, Livingston and Hamilton. Just, I've got a wee text message here, but I'll keep back to myself. I don't know what it's about, but something about what's been happening. Well, tell us. Tell us. Well, I've just got a WhatsApp there, right? So, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the truth. So, don't, supposedly, who, who's Ross Desmond? Is that, Lowell's hang me. Supposedly he's getting a positive immediate effect. Lowell stepping down into the season. Neil Lennon's final game will be Wednesday night. John Kennedy will move to operations. Gavin Stratton under 23s. Eddie Howe will come in first thing on Thursday morning. We back them staff to assess the game against Hamilton on Wednesday night. So that's just a wee WhatsApp for Twitter. So. Don't know um, if it's true. But I've heard all these Did Eddie rumors. send you that, right? Who? Did Eddie send you that himself? <laughs> Aye. I'm getting, getting back my Christmas card. I think you yeah. should have Eddie Howe's fucking coaching staff, Ryan, myself. <laughs> I need to go to Denny, so I, Eddie, I'm free. <laughs> um, I have heard all these rumors. I've had text messages off a lot of people. Um, I just think that's something like that is what we need. I think that's the only way the fans are going to buy Ant-Ant. But, Time will tell when things of that stature. And obviously yourself, John, going forward the next few weeks, which I kind of thoughts on the last wee bit about Celtic, mate? Just, just try and maybe try and win games. Give the fans a bit of hope. I just don't know where the goals are going to come from because you're missing your four strikers. But Eddie had been all right for a couple of games there. Griff was all right. I just think we're going to struggle to score goals. I'm going to struggle to score goals all season, haven't we? We've struggled to score goals and we've struggled to defend goals. <laughs> it's probably the least amount of goals that I can ever recall a Celtic team scoring. Apart from maybe, maybe the fucking... 
William Brady or Louis McCarry era. I'm not too sure, mm-hmm. but Celtic used to score nearly three goals a game on average throughout a season. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're anywhere near that. No, it's very, very poor. Um, no, when you can't keep the back door shut. Aye, well, it's good teams are built on keeping the back door shut and scoring goals at the other end. So that's what you're talking about. George Graham earlier on, he, he would be described as an absolute fucking dinosaur now. He's a fucking yeah. hero. What he done <laughs> to that team and his success. He got them. The boring, boring Arsenal 1-0. Aye. The fucking Tony Adams putting the horn up for offside, the odd day, and wow. brilliant. They were the days, man. Ian Wright scoring the goals. <laughs> Aye. Aye. But these days you get, um, um, <laughs> you get guys like Beaton and Duffy and Aya. The horns are just up all the time. You're fucking looking at the game. Our side, and then when they lose a goal, the, order, the first thing they do is ref. Our side. <laughs> Football is uh, finished, and a lot of hands in it when it comes to. I think, but I agree with back in the day when obviously the Arsenal days with George Graham. See if that happened now. Players just want to do it. Players are, and players are black. I'm not doing that. That was hard work. That was hard work at Golden Success. I had the ability and all the talent, but they had to work for it. You need to work hard. You, you don't get it. You just don't turn up and win trophies. You've got to work hard to do it. That's it. It's built on hard work. Is, is that maybe missing a bit for Celtic now? They're talking about winning game boys two days off here and there and whatever. 100% John, you see it? 60 ga- every game I've watched Celtic, after 60 minutes, they're blowing a gasket. They just look so unfit to me. That's why he's, he, Celtic have made the most subs in the league. To me, that's really one of the unfit unfittest teams. I, Lennon practically uses 45 subs a game. He's used the most subs throughout the season. So, what does that tell you? I bet you know, he, he, he doesn't use them in the right way either. He just finds oh, own. Just guys he, are blown at the last line. And he just changed it. It's leaving. See all this, as we've spoken about before, it does matter nothing when they bring out the iPads and the laptops. And all the guys go to say is, listen, this is, this is where you're marking. That, surely that should be done before the game. If you go on, this is what you do, this is what you do. See, when we played, when I played, all you get told, go and score a goal, go and do your, just, just do your job. That's, I don't know why you need to come on my laptop and go here, go here, go here. Again, that's because football is changing, but I, I don't agree with it. That's just I, maybe I'm too used to just being on a part and playing. <laughs> Sometimes football is too, too much information, Robert. Aye. Rather than just let players play to their strengths and team with the day on a park. They say that about young boys in Scotland, they overcoach them. Like, mm-hmm. say, why no Messi was playing in Scotland, that he would have been coached to them to dribble by players. Yeah. Just the modern coaching dinosaur coaches in Scotland, as they say. That's, that's what I said earlier on. Don't be scared to try things. Don't be scared to try and beat a man. If it doesn't work, don't player. worry about it. Just keep trying. Right, yeah. hey, lad, I think, we'll, I think we'll call it a day. Uh, we've said a lot of things that oh, get frustrations out, but I think, I think we've spoken about whatever our fans thinking. Um, and maybe in other, other terms, but again, hopefully change happens soon because it needs to change. Um, 
hopefully it doesn't get any worse, but touch wood, I just hopefully get a result on Wednesday. It's got to be a hard, hard game Wednesday again against Livingston in that park. But we'll review the game as it comes. But thanks for your time, Robert, John, and I'll see you again. Thanks a lot. Right, right, thanks, right. That's us finished the Celtic right. now our podcast. Thanks a lot, guys. Right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.